Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Hello, friend. Welcome to episode 17 of the Stay Grounded podcast. I'm your host, Raj. And God, I'm so happy to be here right now. I'm drinking a steamy hot cup of coffee. It's a wonderful morning. And I'm so excited to share today's guest, Miss Heather Vickery. Heather's a relatively new friend of mine, but after I had one conversation with her, I was uh, pretty sure she had to be on the podcast. Uh, she's an award-winning, uh, she's a coach, she's a businesswoman, she's an entrepreneur. She helps others create abundant lives for themselves, but you can only do that if you've had to find a way to create abundance in yourself. And Heather has got one heck of a story that I'm so excited to share. Uh, she's a single mom of four after going through a divorce, um, transformation in her own life, and really sort of having to reinvigorate and, and find who she is. Uh, she, she, she took on fear head on. And this entire episode is going to be focused on her and how she was able to create a life that she loves now from all of that seemingly heartache. So anyways, I uh, can't wait to get started. But before we do, please go ahead and leave a rating, leave a review. I uh, would love for you to subscribe. All of your feedback and support is so appreciated and it really helps us get the word out to other people and it helps me improve as a host so that you can get the absolute best content possible. So anyways, I feel like I've been rambling for a while. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Stay Grounded podcast. I am your host, Raj Jana, and today we have a lovely guest on board to talk about all things amazing, including coffee. Uh, please, <laughs> please welcome Heather. Heather, how are you? I am really, really good, Raj. How are you today? I am fantastic. You are beaming on the other side of this. Obviously, you're not going to be seeing the video, but just take my word for it. Heather is beaming, and I'm so excited to, to introduce her and have her talk about her story, which is incredibly powerful and one that I know will resonate with. Um, it resonates with me, and I know it will resonate with almost all of you in some way, shape, or form. So uh, without further ado, uh, Heather, please, uh, please... Tell me, tell me, walk me from the beginning. Let's start. <laughs> oh, there's how, so much. There's how did so you, much. How, how did you learn to beam the way you do? Oh gosh. Thank you. It's funny. Not even anticipating that it fit into this interview today. Um, I wrote a blog post this morning that says progress is almost never linear. And mm. so, uh, you know, it wasn't how I thought I would beam the way I do today. Where we, where I started isn't where I ended up. Um, and, and that's obviously a good thing. And we can't really predict that sort of thing. 
um, I was like every other person. Well, maybe not. I, I don't know. What I've identified is I didn't know where I wanted to go. I was just doing the thing. I went to college because you were supposed to go to college. I got a job because you were supposed to get a job. I got married because I wanted to have a family, not necessarily because I was madly in love. Um, and about halfway through my life, I was like, what the hell is happening? Like, what, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Where do I want to go? Because there wasn't any excitement. There wasn't a lot of happiness. And I started to really investigate what was happening inside of me and for me. By this time, I had a whole bunch of kids. I have four kids. And they are like amazing and magical. So they were the good thing. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough. And I wasn't teaching them to want more and bigger. So several things opened up for me as I started to really look into it and investigate. Um, the first one, which is a Pretty big one is I realized I had married the wrong gender. Wow. <laughs> I always pause for like some reaction or giggle there because no, I, I don't know anybody else who says it that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I had been in a, over a decade long marriage and realized I'm totally gay, <laughs> not yeah. straight. And, you know, maybe if I looked back at a million different signs, I could have figured it out. But I am a very firm believer that we, we go our own path. I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't change my kids for anything. So, you know, if I'd hung out with a different crowd in college, maybe I would have known if, you know, if I'd gone in a different doorway, maybe I would have known. But I didn't know until I was older, until I was 30 at that time was 36. Wow. So potentially yeah. halfway through my life, maybe if I'm lucky, you know, only a quarter of the way, who knows? Um, and so that was really obviously like difficult and crazy. And I spent a lot of time with it on my own. I didn't share it with anybody. Maybe one or two friends took me about a year to share it with my then spouse, who was actually quite awesome about it. Um, in as much as I love who you are. You do what you need to do, but I didn't really want to get a divorce because <laughs> yeah. you don't get married to get divorced, right? And um, and that process took even longer, right? And then finally, I realized this, it wasn't meeting any of my needs. I couldn't, ugh, I couldn't stay inauthentically married. I didn't want to just be married to a friend. I wanted to be married to a partner. Yeah. I wanted to be who I truly was. And more importantly, I wanted to show my kids that they should go out and want all of the best things and not to settle for things. There was, there was actually a specific defining moment for me. Uh, I was sitting at the table having breakfast with my girls and I thought, what the hell would I tell them? If they came to me in this situation, what advice would I give? And it definitely wasn't, suck it up. This is the plan you made. So you got to follow through. It would be get out there and find your happiness and be who you are and embrace your life. And then like, like a ton of bricks, it hit me. Oh shit. Now I have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go out and do that because it's not enough to think it. If I want that for them, I have to show them how to get there. Um, but that also freed me. I, uh... That took me from fear-based every decision, right? Was what was going to be scarier to, it doesn't really matter anymore. It doesn't matter if it's scary. 
I'm going to do the thing because I want to show my girls that they can do the thing. And it, it gave me so much freedom. So that was the, the biggest thing. And the first thing that led me to, as you said, be mean, which I, I loved that. Um, and because of that, I started to pay attention to what I was doing. I had a business, uh, which I really enjoyed running, but I knew there was something else. And I was waiting for the universe to come at me and like, tell me what it was. Cause I, I couldn't figure it out. And I started to notice I was coaching. I didn't know I was coaching. I didn't know people were coming to me as a coach, but when I really started to pay attention week after week at meetings or on phone calls or emails, people would say, Hey, do you have a minute to talk? I want to try this or do this or start this. And I think you can help me figure out how. So they already knew it. They already saw it. And that's when I decided to just go for it. What, what did I have to risk, right? Things were already baseline and I wanted to kick them up a notch. And, uh, and so that's worked. It's pretty fucking cool. Oh, can yeah. I say that on your podcast? I'm sorry. You can say whatever <laughs> you want to say on my podcast. I want to, uh, I want to take a, a minute to, first of all, just recognize you as an individual for, for, for setting such an amazing example. I mean, I, I could talk for hours on just, a bunch of the things you mentioned along the way. So I'm going to, I'm going to try and remember at least just a couple of things. Okay. <laughs> um, one thing is how, so would you say that the, the turning moment for you was wanting to set an example for your kids? Yeah. Uh, yes. It was coming out was years in the making. Yeah. Um, even to myself, that process was really slow and then everyone else. Uh, and then I lived with it for a really long time before I did anything about it. So yeah. yeah, the defining moment was who I wanted to be in the world and for the people around me. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. And so how do you use that? And how do you remember that as you move forward? Are there daily rituals or practices that you, that you keep to, to remember that fire? Cause I, I find a, a lot of, a lot of times I'll be hit by something really powerful or some yeah. amazing experience or something groundbreaking, but, uh, remembering it every day is another story unless you force yourself to. Yeah. So absolutely. How do you, how do you live your truth and, and, and how do you remember that feeling that you had? Well, I teach my truth and I coach on it. Um, which makes a big difference. I write about it. I, I blog, um, I send out newsletters when I literally, take that moment. I'll have a list that goes on my iPhone and, um, remind myself of what this thought was and what this powerful thing that has entered into my mind is. And then I take action on it pretty quickly so that I can go back and, and look at it. My, my own business coach, which I think you can't sell something you're not willing to buy. So I totally have my own coach. Um, he does something that's called the truth about you list. And so when something really good happens, we, I write it down. And mm -hmm. when things feel really shitty, I can look at it and go, Oh no, but I have a full roster of clients and I was asked to speak at this event and Raj invited me onto his podcast and my kids are really happy. And I made a meal that everybody ate without complaining, like whatever it is, right. To remind myself that, um, the good outweighs the bad and to prove it because when you get really low, when things just, you know, you want to beat yourself up left and right. Sometimes you need proof that, that you are worthy and that things are good. So is this an ongoing list that you've got? Is it the same yeah. list or is it something that you add to every day? It's something I add to. Yeah. 
It's an amazing thing. Do you start your morning with it? Now, so that's an interesting question. Morning routines are something that I am a little jealous of people who get on a more regular basis than me. (laughs) (laughs) So love the candid honesty. Yeah. Well, single mom of four, um, my mornings start off hard and fast and really chaotic. And I fully admit that I could be the person that gets up at five o'clock in the morning and sits and meditates, but I am not the person that gets up at five o'clock in the morning. I get up at 6.30, 6.45 and immediately start packing four lunches and making four breakfasts and yelling to get your socks and we have to go and we're going to be late and it totally sucks. But just recently, my parenting schedule has shifted a little bit. And so now on Thursday and Friday mornings, my kids are not with me in the morning and I miss them. And that took some adjustment but I don't set an alarm. I still get up pretty early and, and I start slow. And for example, this morning, I committed to not looking at my phone and not opening my computer other than my Word document. And I started blogging, something I wanted to do all week. So I spent the first hour of my morning writing um, just to get it out. And that was extraordinary. And I hadn't realized that this new parenting schedule was going to give me a chance to build a morning routine, even if it was only two days a week. I love that. And I want to, I, I didn't even think about the, uh, I'm not a parent, obviously. <laughs> am, uh, and so I, I don't have any advice to give on that front, but you, how do you, how do you, I mean, that sounds chaotic. Like for me, like when, when I, I mean, um, when I, when I wake up, you know, I, I do my best to wake up and, have a structured routine so that I can feel full and ready for the day. How do you get yourself grounded to like, like in all the chaos? I mean, yeah. there has to be something that, yeah. that sort of makes you happy. What's your non-negotiable that you sort of go to when things just feel like they're going out of control? Absolutely. So I do, and I'm not just saying this because it's a, you're a coffee guy, but I do relish my morning cup of coffee. And even my kids know, like, let's not have a chat. And this is like where I go beeline and I, I spend a couple seconds quiet. I don't, I don't have your fancy coffee system, unfortunately. I'm this post was sponsored by Java <laughs> Press Coffee Company. <laughs> Just kidding. But. No, I was not paid to say that. I was not even asked <laughs> to say that. Um, it's like, it's a, you know, it's one of those machines that starts with a K and then comes out fast. I won't, I won't promote it. No, no worries. I, um, I'm just kidding. But I sit there with it and I like smell it. For me, coffee is a ritual. It's, um, I don't even know if the caffeine does anything for me anymore, but I, I like the way it smells and I like the way it feels when I take my first sip and I'm like, okay, I can do this. Right. Also for me in the mornings that I have my kids, um, that goodbye is important. I drop them off Mm. at school and I cannot rush myself through that process because it literally stays with me all day. And if it stays with me, it probably stays with them. And so I always pause to look in their little eyes and say, I hope you have a great day. I love you and give a hug. And like a real one, not like a shoulder into the body hug, but like two arms around you hug because they are what grounds me. I know not everybody's a parent, but somebody and something grounds you. 
I do. I teach a, a presentation on how to achieve work-life balance, which, by the way, I think you can actually achieve. And I talk a lot about kids, my kids, because that's a huge part of my balance. But I remind people that insert whatever word you want for kids. It can be friend. It can be partner. It can be business. It can be anything. Whatever it is that levels you and keeps you on point and, and connected that's your thing. And they're my thing. I love that. That, that is, that's really powerful. Whatever you, wherever you are in life, you need to have a thing. Yeah. Um, I just want to say something about work-life balance. I personally don't believe in work-life balance, which would be a very interesting conversation between you and I. Um, I believe in work-life harmony. I think that I, I always, I've always believed that if I'm working on something that makes me really happy and the other parts of my life fall a bit, uh, that's okay because I'll go back. The pendulum will swing the yeah. other way and I will go all in on those other things. Yep. Um, and so for me, it's like a, like I have this like kind of pendulum that just swings back and forth and wherever my excitement goes, I go. Yeah. And, and I just kind of follow the excitement. How does that feel for you? Just as a, it's totally the same thing that I teach. It's just a difference in words. And now I'm wondering if I should change my word to harmony. So thank you. Oh, um, well. <laughs> like the first lesson that I teach is that the th- it does it's it's yours and you own it, and it shifts and it changes, and we have to be flexible and we have to give grace. So I I teach people not to hold themselves to a standard of somebody else that they think has a life that they want because everyone's needs are different. Where you where you sit depends on where you stand and it, it you, you have to know what your specific needs are and build your life around that. And so for a, a guy who doesn't have kids and is super excited about what he's doing, if that means you're working 80, 90 hours a week and you feel balanced or as you put it in harmony, great. You're then you're balanced in what you need. And when that shifts in your life, these lessons that I teach, teach you how to make those changes and it's okay, right? It's okay to let things go that don't work anymore, find new things that serve you better. So we're talking about the same thing. We're just using different words. I think you just said something that was super powerful. And I want to dive in on that. You said, let go of things that aren't working. Yeah. Um, I have always felt in my, in just personally that whenever I feel like letting go of who I thought I was is, is, and I, and I think you're the perfect person. To talk <laughs> this. Let, letting go of, of who, like what served me in the past doesn't serve me anymore. And I had this conversation this morning um, with my girlfriend about this, this idea that, you know, I, I keep using this previous version of myself to fuel where I want to go when it doesn't, it got me to where I am, but I need a change to go forward. Um, how does that resonate with you in your own life? And, and how do you be okay with sort of shedding off the, like the skin and, and, and growing into your authentic self and being okay with not having all the answers? And, and, and how does, how do you, how do you deal with that? It's the hardest part. A hundred percent. I think some of it comes from being fed up with not getting as far as you want to go. I think some of it comes with knowledge and experience, which is age a little bit. I I hate to be the person that says that, but it's easier for a 40 year old to go, what doesn't work for me anymore than it is for a 20 year old, because we've got enough life experience behind us to say, I don't, I don't have to tolerate this thing that doesn't make me happy. 
um, I love it when I see younger people embracing that, but I think that's a really difficult thing to do. But uh, one of my favorite books, and it's, I'd be curious I, if you've read this or not, because I think it's a girl power book. So, but is it Shonda Rhimes' Year of Yes? I have not read it, but uh, does girl power or not, I girl would. Girl power or not. It's a, I'd be real like, I would love for you to read it and then let's jump on a call because I would love to hear what you think of it. Um, because it shifted a lot of things for me. But one of the things she says is, you're always saying yes to something. Even when you're saying no to something, you're saying yes to, to something else, right? And, and it's kind of a mind shift perspective. Um, and so to, to shed who, who you used to be or who you thought you were going to be, to be who you're supposed to be, who you're intended to be, is just simply saying yes to what, what is actually happening in front of you and recognize, taking the time to sit back and recognize why you're not where you want to go and what's holding you back. And my, one of my favorite questions to ask is, who do you have to be in a situation to get what you want? Not what do you have to be, but who do you have to be? And when you ask yourself that question, you're like, oh, I, this, this is who I have to be. And then you have to embrace that. When you say embrace, uh, what are some strategies that you use in your own life to embrace who that that who rule? Because I think I think it's hard to it's easy for me to say who, yeah, or like you know, like I want to do these huge ambitious things, but or I want to I want to love a certain way, I want to be a certain type of boyfriend, or I mean, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, but so if okay, if you want to love a certain way, who do you have to be to love your partner a certain way? That's a deep question that I don't have an answer to. <laughs> well, no, but that's, I think that's, that's the point. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, for me, I've always felt like there have to be, there has to be something tangible I can work towards, but maybe in, in, from what I'm just hearing from you, it sounds like just maybe living with who you are and accepting a who little you are. bit, but so we could break that down. I, I don't know who, who you personally have to be to love your partner, but for me to love my partner, I have to be patient Mm. I have to be willing. I have to listen. I have to support. I have to accept help and partnership. And so when I can list those things out, then I go, okay, now how, now how do I do those things? Mm. And if that's tapping into moments of gratitude, which is something I've been deeply embracing in the last year. Um, if it's pausing for a minute before I react to think about how the person on the other end is going to receive or respond to what I'm saying. Right. So I kind of apply that in any situation um, from personal to, to professional. If I'm going to, to present or speak, who do I want to be on stage? Who do I, how do I want to connect with people? Um, and, and what do I want them to take away? So who do I have to be to give them what they need? Um, and, it, and I like, you said that, like, I, I want to know how to do this. I, I want to, I want a script and a, a script is hard, but it's almost the reverse effect. If you can start with who you want to be, then you can figure out how, how you're going to be that person. You just gave me a script. I think that's brilliant. I, th I think that's, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Starting backwards is, it's a hundred percent the right move. It's just interesting for me to see it even work emotionally. 
and 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 in a, in a sense spiritually with your relationships. Um, you touched on something that is probably my favorite topic on the planet: um, gratitude. Yeah. And you said how huge it's been for you. In what way has it been huge? And how do you practice gratitude every day? Oh my gosh, it it's extraordinary. About two years ago. I was invited into a Facebook group called the 90 day gratitude challenge. And we were challenged to list five things every day that we were grateful for and to not repeat things. I was like, okay, I'm gonna play this game. What I realized was that I started going through my day thinking, Oh, I'm grateful for that. I should write that down. Like I started to pay attention to the things that I wanted to be grateful for. And also on the the days that totally sucked, I was grateful for like really what I thought at the time was stupid shit. Like I'm grateful that I woke up today. I'm grateful that I have two working legs, but if I'm being really honest with you, I'm really freaking grateful that I woke up and I'm really grateful that I have legs that work. And sometimes we forget to tap into those seemingly not important things that are like really, really big things. And it gives me pause. I actually, one of your previous episodes when you were with um, talking with Natalie, she said something that I've totally embraced because I thought it was brilliant. When things frustrate me or anger me, instead of living in that frustration, I, I think of something to be grateful for. And I've literally started saying it out loud. So thank you. Thank her for that because that was a great tip. But it just, it, that grounds me. That keeps me aware. Um, in fact, I entered into an accountability partner with a woman and all we do once a week, we talk for five minutes and all we do is share our weekly wins. So um, we're grateful for those. And we're not, this is a thing that women do. I don't know if men do this, but we love to disqualify the good things before we've said them. Well, I was going to write four blog posts this week, but I only wrote two, but I got two done. So we don't get to play that game, we say, I wrote two blog posts this week, right? Mm. And I'm grateful. And that was a win for me. Um, so it's getting us out of, of any negative thoughts surrounding things that we want to be happy with and grateful for and just living in that moment. I love that. And I will definitely send your regards to Natalie. She's one of my favorite people on the planet. Um, but uh, I want to I tap into that last thing you just said. Um, because I personally do this and I know, I know a lot of people that do this, where we set down what we want to do or we have an idea of, of what we want to accomplish or, or be. And when we fall short, we beat ourselves up. Yep. Um, that's not just a girl thing. That's also a guy thing. It's something <laughs> I do every day. Um, but in a way, I feel like it, it challenges me. Like, I'm like, oh, damn, I wasn't good enough today. Yeah. I can be better. But how do you sort of not, how do you sort of use that as, do you use that positively? Do you use it? Like, do you, like, how does that show up for you in a way? Like where you, where you don't necessarily beat yourself up and wallow in negativity about what you did or what you didn't do. Mm -hmm. I call that the, the breakdown method. Um, because we all screw things up or we all get distracted, uh, or not meet our goals for the day or the week or whatever, not all the time, but sometimes. And so for me, the first step is acknowledging what actually happened and identifying why it happened. And then forgiveness, which is also something I'm really passionate about as a, like a life and business game changer. Um, so whether I need to forgive myself because something went into breakdown or if I need to forgive somebody else and then just making a new freaking plan, like 
okay, so be upset about it. That's fine. Give yourself some time to do that and then make a new plan and just start doing the new thing. So the key is not in wallowing in it, but I don't think that not acknowledging it is healthy either. I think it's important to identify it. And why is it, why does it make you feel a certain way? And do you want to feel that way again? And if you don't, then what could you do differently to not feel that way in the future? That's awesome. I uh, recently watched a, I think it was like an Oscar acceptance speech by Matthew McConaughey. Oh, it, like showed up on my Facebook. So random. Uh, yeah, really random. I haven't like, I mean, you know, I, I love Matthew McConaughey, by the way, but like, I, it was just really random that it showed up. And in the speech, uh, he mentioned that, you know, he has three things he looks up to. He has one thing he looks up to, one thing he looks forward to, and he has one person to chase. The person okay. he looks up to is, is God for him. The person he looks forward to is his family or people he looks forward to is his family. And the person he's chasing is his hero. Um, and mm-hmm. in his mind, uh, the hero is him in 10 years. Mm. And so everything that he shoots for on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, on a monthly basis, he's got this idea of where he wants to be. Okay. And so even if he falls short, uh, that's okay. You know, if he's 25 right. and he says, I want to be who I am when I'm 35, right. when he becomes 35, uh, no, he had a mentor ask him actually, oh, you're 35. Are you your hero? Yet? And he was like, not even close because my hero's me at 45. Going. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like that. So I kind of, I, I remember that when you're speaking this way, because I kind of see the same similarities with, you know, acknowledging where you are, but not being upset by it. Yeah. And, and it's so brilliant. That's such an important concept to, to take home because I cannot tell you how many people that I have friends of mine, family members of mine who just give up. Oh. They don't feel or when they compare themselves or when, when something happens, right? So I think what you do is so powerful. And I just want to take a second to just say how grateful I am to even be hearing this. And I hope everyone on the, on the show is really loving this too. Um, so I want to I kind of dive into your next kind of chapter, which was, you know, how you, well, the first chapter was obviously – uh, choosing to be someone for your children, someone mm-hmm. that your children can look up to. And then you kind of grew into this next role where you just jumped into mm-hmm. becoming a coach. Um, talk to me more about that. And I, I want to focus specifically on kind of for myself, if, if I don't feel like I'm, how do I recognize that I'm not stepping into my truth? Yeah. And if I'm not, how do I jump into it? I, I think that you recognize that you're not stepping into your truth if you don't feel connected to what you're doing, right? What you're doing should move you. It should excite you. When I work with people one-on-one, when I give presentations or speeches and I can hear and see people connecting and lighting up, I, I get excited. I wake up excited to do my job because I know that I'm impacting people around me. Uh, the hardest part of uh, I always closing my eyes and leaping, that's literally what my website says, is I just close my eyes and leap, uh, was saying to people, I am a coach. That was literally the hardest mm-hmm. part because I didn't know what they were going to say or what they were going to think or were they going to like it or not like it? Were they going to want to pay me? And my, my coach asked me, some, it was so, he said, when do you think you can have your first client? And I'm like, hmm, gosh, I don't know, maybe 
three months. And he said, you don't think you could have a client next week? And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, there are lots of different ways to get a client. So my first client was a guinea pig client. And who do I know that really needs what I have to give and that I'm willing to give them my time for free this first time out of the gate? Yep, I sure did know someone that could be my client the next week. And I had two by the next week. And as soon as I did that, I had the confidence to own what I had to offer and who I was and put it out there and put a price tag on it. Um, Honestly, there's so much about just feeling good about what you have to offer and knowing it's the truth. It's your truth. That changes everything, I think. Oh, man. Everything you're saying is such a, it's got such a feel good vibe to it. I think it's because it's coming from such a good place. Thank you. Um, I, I, I love, I love the way you're looking at life and just stepping into your shoes. Cause that's a big decision for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, how was that decision like for you? Like, were you scared after you sort of jumped in? What, like how did, and, and <laughs> actually this is a, a bigger question, I guess. Like I'm sure fear was a part of your life. Um, in, in what way was it showing up and how did you learn to sort of accept it versus let yeah. it cripple you? Yeah. It's so funny. I actually, um, have an entire speech called feel the fear and do it anyway. So I do it scared. Sometimes I, I switch it up. I don't want to mislead anybody into thinking that I don't have fear because I totally have fear. Um, in fact, I had a client recently who said she wanted to learn to be fearless. And I said, no, you don't. We don't want to be fearless because fear, facing fear, gives us the opportunity to be brave. And when we can embrace bravery, I like that. Yep. That, that's empowering, right? Um, so to answer your, your question, uh, I, I just waded through it. Like I just put my boots on and went through it and whatever stories, whatever limiting voices came up for me, um, I, I played a game that proved them wrong, right? I would look at my truth about you list or I would go back to client feedback or testimonials and, and see what people have experienced and what they liked. Um, I have one client in particular who I think is a big shot. And when she hired me, I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God, I can't believe she hired me. Like it was, it was surreal for me. And before every single one of our calls, I almost psyched myself out like, Oh my, can I bring it this time? Can I give her what she needs? She's such a badass. I don't know if I can compete. I literally like, like do the, the wonder woman pose. Um, there's some science behind that. Interesting where you, you stand up with your, you know, like, like Linda Carter and, uh, or Gal Gadot now who's super hot by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and like psych myself up for this call. And inevitably every time I talk to her, she ends the call by saying, I love working with you. I can't believe how great this is. Every time I hang up with you, I'm so much happier and in such a better place than I was when I got into the call. Um, so sometimes there are blocks that we face all the time and like whatever shakes you out of it. And for me, literally, I have to like take some time to find my inner badass to, to bring it for those calls. I probably don't have to, but I think I have to. And it makes me feel better. 
Um, so, uh, hey, that's <laughs> exactly. ultimately as long as you feel better, who cares? Exactly. Uh, I'm all I mean, about the placebo effect. I, if, if, <laughs> right. If it makes you, if it gives you what you want and gets you where you want to go, who cares if it's real or not? I, I talk about that with mindset. I, I think mindset is a really big deal. I believe that perception creates our reality and we have the power to change it. I know a lot of people who don't, but they'll play my games with me and, and it shifts for them. So I'm like, so who cares? Who cares if, if it's really mindset or if it's really manifestation or what it is, but you got where you wanted to go, didn't you? Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, well, I've, I'm a huge believer in, uh, you can't achieve what you can't see. Yeah. So visualization, but yeah. 99% of the time, what you're visualizing is in your head. Yeah. So it's not real yet. So ultimately I'm believing a placebo. I'm believing something <laughs> that I'm going towards, even something that yeah. I want, like something that I think I want, uh, whether it be job to be successful or me to be a certain type of person or me to show up a certain way. I mean, I have no idea how that's going to feel, uh, but I make up something. And so <laughs> placebos big fan um i actually think they work better than than real um than yeah. reality because you can make up whatever you want to believe sure I, I get to have this conversation with my 13 year old a lot who is like her father everything is very black and white and so when i say uh perception is reality she goes no reality is reality I'm like yeah but your reality is different as i said earlier it's different for everybody, we're experiencing the exact same thing. And it's different for us because we come at it from a different position and we have different memories and experiences. So why not manipulate what you want to be happening in the future in the same way? She doesn't believe me, but she's, <laughs> <laughs> she's not supposed to believe you. She's supposed to disagree with everything she says or you say oh, right now. Brutal. Um, she's a great kid. Oh man. That's awesome. No, I, I, Ken, I want to just take a, a another second to just say you are you are awesome in Thanks. so many ways, especially just like I, I I rarely get to talk to a lot of people that have such a like you I feel like you just you accept everything that's happening, and at least that's the way I'm looking at it right now, and I see it. I just feel like everything that's come it might not have been easy. But you accepted right. it, you stepped yeah. forward, and then you just keep wading through it, which is, in your own words, I mean, and I, and I, and I love that, and I take a lot of inspiration from that. Do you have any, um, you know, how do you go about achieving the things you want to accomplish? Do you have any people that you look up to, any, any favorite books, any influencers, mentors, anyone in your life that, that you feel has been, like, instrumental to you sort of stepping out of your shell and becoming who you want to be? Yeah, um, I do. There are a, f a few of them. Uh, one is I have to give her. I have to give her props. Is is my partner? Um, her name is Bernadette, and uh, nobody. If my mom hears this, she's going to kill me. Nobody has ever believed in me the way she believes in me, and she doesn't even have to do anything else, right? I just know that she knows I can do anything. And she, she's so sweet. She leaves little, little encouraging notes in secret spots. I was traveling a couple of weeks ago and I opened my wallet and there was a note that said, you are doing incredible things and changing people's lives. Right. So she really, her belief in me pushes me all, all by itself. Um, my, my business coach, Aaron Anastasi, who's written a couple of really great books, um, 
he, it was a game changer. And it was funny because I thought finding a coach, I wasn't going to pay the money for it. Like there was all, I had all these blocks against it. And I saw him speak at a conference and literally within five minutes, I was like, I, I don't know what he's got to offer, but I got to have it. And <laughs> it didn't matter what his price was, like I felt connected to him and I knew he was going to shift and change my life. And that's for me, one of my major guiding forces is listening to the universe and listening to myself. And I know what's right for me. And when I embrace what my heart and my soul is telling me is right, the good things always happen. Mm. And when you don't listen to that, it's usually not so great. If you deny the thing that your heart and your soul is telling you is right or wrong, there's usually some breakdown from that. What if fear is the thing holding you back? Well, somebody recently said to me, and I thought this was spectacular, what would you do if you weren't afraid? So ask yourself, if fear is what's holding you back, ask yourself two things. One is, would you do it if you weren't scared? And two is, what are you actually scared of? And it's often not the thing, it's the result of the thing. So one of the things I talk to clients about all the time is, can you know 100% that this bad outcome would happen? No, okay, because you never know anything 100%. So what if there's 5% chance that this good thing could happen? Is it worth the risk? What is the risk? How big is the risk? If the risk is you're going to be embarrassed or you're going to lose money, is it $1,000 you can afford to lose or a million dollars you can't afford to lose, right? Like figure out what the worst case scenario is and figure out what the best case scenario is and then decide, is it worth risking the worst case to get the best case? Mm. I love that. That's, I, I, like the, I like the emphasis on the result because you're right. Everything beyond the present moment doesn't exist. Yeah. Fear is always in the future. Always. Yeah. I think uh, this is, I think this is a Will Smith quote. Big fan of Will Smith also. I, I love As Will you can Smith. see, I watch movies a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, he explained fear to be false evidence appearing real. Oh, I use that. I use that acronym, actually. Yeah. He, I found out, because I, I love that. And I think I saw it somewhere and I, I was trying to figure out like where that came from and Sure enough, it was Will Smith of all people, (laughs) (laughs) right? Uh, It's it was pretty awesome, but but no, uh, this is like I said, uh, it's 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 amazing for me to hear. um, It's amazing for me to hear. How long ago did you make these lifestyle changes? So that about about four years ago. Wow, four years ago. Yeah, you feel like you've grown exponentially since. It's out. It's outstanding. When I actually pause to picture where I was four years ago and the heaviness in my life and the fear in my, it was, it didn't feel in the future at that time. It felt very present, but it was mostly because it was so steeped in unhappiness. And just in the last two years, the changes have been exponential, like absolutely outstanding and and sometimes mind-blowing where I am. Last year, early in the year, I set off to do more speaking engagements um, and to be guests on podcasts, actually something that um, I love doing. I love connecting with people on. And and I busted my ass last year to get on the stage or to, to present to people. And when I started this year and I wrote out my goals for 2018, 
um, I had nine speaking gigs on the book in the first three months of the year. Good for you. And I was like, how the hell did that happen? Right. But it's just because I kept doing the thing. So thank you. But it was extraordinary to stop and go, oh my, oh my God. Like I wasn't here a year ago, not even close. I think that's a really important lesson for anybody listening. Uh, you never really know how far you are until you take a second to look back. Yes. So uh, Reflection is so important. Don't forget to, it's okay to be focused on something in front of you. Just don't forget to look back at how far you've come every now and then. Uh, I, I'm a, <laughs> a big fan of celebration. Yeah. With my one-on-one clients, we pause for celebration all the time. Whatever it is that if it's, if it's going to, you're going to go get a cup of coffee or you're going to take a walk or you're going to ring a bell. I have a client who rings a bell every time she makes a sale. Um, go on a vacation, go out to dinner, call your best friend and say, oh my God, you're not going to believe what just happened. Like pause to celebrate the thing that feels good and successful to you because that's what energizes you and motivates you to push towards the next thing. It, mm-hmm. It's what gets, it's what keeps you going. And celebration is a little bit of a lost art and I want everybody to find it. Yeah, I love it. Well, I'm celebrating this and that's actually a great way to, um, I have one final question for you. Sure. In the midst of all your successes, celebrations (laughs) and achievements, um, how do you stay grounded um, on a daily basis as you're creating this new abundant life and, and, and moving forward? How do you take time to, Stay grounded. Remember who you are and where you came from. Yeah. For me, it is what I mentioned earlier. It is taking the time to consciously connect with my loved ones uh, and listening to the things that my heart tells me to do. If it says it's time to call your mom, it's time to call your mom. If it says it's time to take a break, it's time to take a break. And not being hard on yourself for allowing space and time for those things. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy (laughs) to have had this conversation with you, Heather. I just want to thank you again for everything. Um, If, if anyone listening wanted to get in touch with you, possibly work with you, possibly just be a part of your world. um, How do we do so? I would love that. This is my year of connection. That's my word for the year. So connect. Um, my website is, is vickeryandco.com. That's my tag on Instagram. That's how you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my email, you can just email me, heather at vickeryandco.com. I would love to connect with, with anybody. It's just, to me, it's all about building a community of people to support one another. And however we do that, I think it's, it's pretty spectacular. Amazing. Well, uh, I'm grateful that you took the time out of your day to uh, share your story with our community. Um, Thank you. And uh, for everybody listening, Heather said it, uh, go live your life uh, without fear. And uh, don't forget to celebrate along the way. So again, Heather, thank you so much for being here. Everybody listening. uh, That's a wrap. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the stay grounded podcast. See you later guys. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of the Stay Grounded Podcast brought to you by Java Press Coffee Company. My name is Raj, 
And I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to make daily happiness a priority. If you're interested in learning more about how your morning coffee can turn into a consistent source of joy in your life, visit www.javapress.com to learn how our products can help you do that and use the coupon code podcast for 10% off your purchase. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.